0: So you want to rock an aesthetics career?
1: Yes, please.
0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Illuminating the Path, where you'll get your weekly shot of real career direction and maybe a little tea. I'm Patty. For us to here. Coming straight to you from the world's beauty mecca,
1: L.A. Baby.
0: Illuminating the path starts now. Let's go. go, go. Another fun episode. We are so excited today to be really teasing out some hard to ask questions sometimes. You know, we get into the thick of the daily work and sometimes we don't take time to really take inventory of where is this all going? What are we doing with this Career, this aesthetics career, and how on earth am I supposed to monetize my knowledge? Everybody's got a course out there of some sort, right? How am I supposed to monetize my knowledge without knowing I don't have like a tech background? I don't have, you know, I don't have walls of degrees and all this stuff. But you know what? There's a way. And I'm super excited today because Marissa is joining us. Welcome, Marissa. Good morning. She's sharing with us how she has taken her last decade and made something very real, very, very lucrative happen, as well as really kind of having a little fun along the way. So let's dive right into it. Let's Let's talk about the talk, Marissa. So you just got back from Boston. Tell Mm -hmm. us what you did.
1: So I was actually listening back to our AmSpa recap this morning. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking about Dr. Zoe Gazola's talk about diversity in injectables. And that was kind of the spark of the idea that I had for for knowledge and trainings for darker skin types. At the AMSPAL conference, I met uh, Jacqueline Halpin, who is now a doctor of nursing in North Carolina. And we both just got to talking about... The lack of diversity when it comes down to the lectures and the talks that we see at these conferences. So we kind of put like a social media uh, page together. We thought, okay, well, let's take it a step further. Let's submit an abstract to the ISPAN conference, which is an international society of plastic and aesthetic nurses. And it happens once a year the, That's the governing body and the board certification for the CANS uh, certified Aesthetic Nurse Specialist Certification, and also Certified pub, uh, Plastic Surgery Nursing. So they, it's a very small conference, not as big as AMSPA. And I just remember tr- driving up to, I don't remember where I was driving up to. I was literally typing up the abstract and the, the idea for it when I was driving in the car. I forget where we were going, I think just Northern California, not even thinking that we'd be selected. Just thinking, let's just give it a shot. We were both completely new to one presenting, but also to um, putting together like a training platform for it. So we were selected. So over the last six to nine months, we've been putting together a manuscript. So a manuscript is something that we had to do. We didn't have to, it was optional. But in addition to being selected to speak, we could also submit a journal article to be published in the plastic and aesthetic nursing journal. So we did both and it was hours and hours of research and Jacqueline has her doctorate. So she was able to kind of go in my, my, my specialty is not English and uh, you know, um, what's it called? Just citing and references and all that. So she was kind of the brains behind making sure that it looked presentable and that it, it, it spoke very clearly Uh, And I kind of brought my clinical experience into that. So it was, I'm still kind of in a whirlwind about what happened and and not only were we able to present and we had good feedback, it wasn't a huge crowded room, which, you know, that was okay. We wanted to start small, but not only were we able to present our topic, which was considerations for lasers, microneedling and chemical field, chemical peels for darker skin types, we won an award for best manuscript turned into a presentation wow so out of all of the yeah all of the presentations and the manuscripts that were submitted so yeah it's it definitely feels good to be recognized and to um you know to have all of the work that we put into it get you know to actually be recognized and have an award and, and it's, it just feels great and we're really humbled and we just are excited to start doing more trainings and doing more presentations
0: Well, I have to say, I am just so impressed with how you've really taken this initiative. You know, if you guys have been listening to our podcast or get an idea of who we are um, in some way, shape or form from past publications and so on, you'll know that Marissa and I started working together well over a decade ago. Um, She cut her teeth at one of our spas as an aesthetic nurse and has just never looked back and, you know, the journey has never been an easy one and you've been very transparent about it. You know, there's ups and downs, there's a lot of days where you just don't even know if this is going to be the career for you and how mm-hmm. you're going to really position yourself in this giant ocean of, you know, makeup and cosmetics and now, you know, medical with all the, you know, medical terms and everything. It's a big beauty space and it's getting even bigger now. Um and so my message has always been just what's your heart want? You know, what do you want to do for your goals? And as I've watched you just really get centered on those fundamentals, you know, skin of color and your your new brand, um, your curriculum and the things that you're developing for this very niche market is, first of all, it's necessary. We absolutely need it. Um, I, after all these years in this business, I don't think I've ever even seen a lot of the, the, the literature, the, everything is all about kind of that middle of the road conversation, but nobody really talks about what to do with darker skin types. And mm-hmm. it's probably one of the hardest type of patient to treat because right. so easy to pigment, so easy to you yep. know mess up. And right. here's the flip side of it. A lot of times, you look at someone with those darker skin tones, and you're like, "Oh, you don't need that much," because obviously, the aging process is—it's <laughs> a gift. <laughs> Doesn't right? Happen. The rest of us have to fight it so hard. So I always feel like it's kind of an unknown. It's kind of an area that we're all just kind of guessing through. And I'm right. just so excited that you know you're developing something that we can then go back to and say, you know what, you know, new hire that is now working with all types of skin, um, you know, both, you know, it's not just color. It's, you know, Asian skin gets very complicated Mm -hmm. because you see someone with super bright, you know, porcelain colored skin, but all of a sudden they can pigment just as bad. And so, yeah, it's tricky. It's super tricky.
1: Yeah. I think over the last decade, I've just, I've seen the main things I've seen are hyperpigmentation, hypopigmentation. So removing a a person of darker skin tone, their pigment being removed from a laser. And I've seen these things happen over time. And when I go to, when we have trainings and when we've had a new laser, and we have one day of training. You, It's very, very limited on what those trainers teach us on how to treat darker skin. Right. They try to shove it in and a lot. And I, what I've learned with the research that I've done is the clinical trials and the case studies that these laser companies have to go through to get the FDA approval. A lot of them are testing their devices on lighter skin types. Right. So There's not a lot of case studies and those trials are usually on lighter skin types. So you know, that's why there's so many complications happening. That's why so many darker skin patients are getting burned and it just does not react the same as lighter skin types. And I wish that was just more, it seems so like common sense, but maybe it's not because I don't know, we, we all have to learn on how darker skin type reacts differently. And it's definitely lacking in education. When I first started IPL, jumped right into it. One day of training. Yep. (laughs) And I burned, I burned. Yeah. I mean, and that's how you learn. But I just figured I could treat any skin type. And then I started to burn people. And I thought, wow, okay, I really need to be careful on what I'm doing here. So, and that, and it comes from, One being rushed and, you know, medical spas want to train us and get us on the floor to treat patients because they have a full book, but us as clinicians have to take a step back and realize, okay, do I have any more questions about this? Do I know everything that there needs to know about this device? And don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to buy a textbook or buy an online training platform or training class to learn about this device or this even like the physics and the technology behind it because we can't rely on management. we can't rely on our owners, we can't rely on our even the training companies themselves to come in and teach us everything there is to know. We have to do our due diligence and seek out that education.
0: And that's so important. I mean, you're you're really nailing it with taking that initiative, taking that leadership for yourself. And not expecting, you know, your, your management team and your, your even your peers or even your doctor to say, hey, you need to go do this training. And that's, I think that, I think that's the core message that has always resonated, at least with our relationship, is that you've always really been super proactive at not just taking things at face value. You ask a lot of questions. I remember the early years of life that you <laughs> asked a
1: million questions. I know, I'm sorry. I know, so it's sorry. great.
0: It's great, but I mean, I just always felt like I don't have the answer. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, I was thinking about this too and I think, you know, I've trained nurses and I've seen worked with other nurses and I think what's what's helped me along the way is I've never let anything just fall into my lap. I've always been the one to one ask questions but Follow those doctors and those nurses around in that office that I want to learn from, and kind of harass them and be like, okay, can I get in that room with you and can I see what you're doing in there? So I never just let it fall into my lap. I didn't let this speaking engagement fall into my lap. I went out and I, yes. I asked about it and I looked into it. I didn't allow this. Uh, well, I'm also so I'm a trainer with Luminous, which is new, I think, since we've last yeah. reported. But I'm a clinical application specialist and laser trainer with Luminous. Didn't ask for, that didn't fall into my lap either. I went to a conference and I was really impressed with how they put on this engagement. And we'd already had a luminous device in our office, but I went up to the clinical, the head of clinical training. I said, you know, I have years of experience with lasers. I love your device. If you're looking for a trainer, I'm definitely interested. So I didn't let that fall into my lap either. So I've always been kind of, you know, going for it. It wasn't always like that. Uh, not, I think a lot of it had to do with the imposter syndrome, which I, I don't know if we've talked about that in the past episode, but not yeah, having the, it, yeah. yeah, not having the, the courage to go out and, and get it. I think a lot of it was intimidating, but that has come with time and just becoming just self-aware and realizing that there really are no limits. I would have never thought five years ago, going to one of these conferences I'd be one of those presenters up there on stage. Cause I have a, I had, I can say had now <laughs> a big fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, who am I? <laughs> well, who am I now? I mean, this is like not the Marissa that first started about 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what everyone goes through, isn't it? When we're trying to first figure out what are we trying to share with people, you know, it it applies across all platforms, public speaking, social media, you know, there's days when you're like, I don't even know what to talk about, but I know I'm supposed to be talking about something. And, you know, you really do have to kind of face off with yourself and say, you know, we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to do our best at it. And it may not come out the way that we think it's going to come out, but it's still going to come out. And then you look back and you're like, that wasn't so bad. That actually was mm-hmm. kind of great. And I can do that. I can do it over and over again. And so now you're starting to launch with your uh, business partner, this curriculum. Tell us a little yes. bit about that.
1: So when we were putting together the presentation, which was a PowerPoint presentation, Jacqueline and I thought about, okay, well, let's take this a step further. We, we were selected to present, but let's start a training program. Mm -hmm. Let's start something online that's accessible to all clinicians all over the world to learn about darker skin types. So we are going to kind of build from the presentation that we put together, which was only a 30 minute presentation. I think there was a, uh, I forget how many slides there were, but it was just summarizing microneedling lasers and peels, but we want to take it a step further and make it maybe different modules. We're still kind of Mm -hmm. figuring that out, but first we need to form an LLC. First, we need to get contracts in place. So that's something that we are currently working on at this moment, Mm -hmm. but we want to be able to offer something online, that you can go to our website and you'll have a webinar that you can watch to talk about whatever topic you might want to learn about darker skin types, whether it's you know, PIH or a certain chemical peel or, uh, what you need to be careful with as far as lasers go. So that's all, that's all stuff that is in the works, but we just got back from AMS I'm sorry, from ISPAN. I got back on Tuesday and it's Friday now. So I'm trying to do laundry and play catch up. Yeah. And now I got to get back to the ideas that we've had and what we want to accomplish. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun and I'm really excited about it.
0: Well you'd ask me to kind of share some points on how to how to actually form a true partnership where it's balanced and you really do get the fruits of that relationship. I always say fruits over frustration, because there's Mm -hmm. always frustration um, in a partnership. Um, It's inevitable. There's frustration in your marriage. There's frustration in your brother, sister (laughs) relationships, mother, parents, whatever. Um, There's always frustration. And so you have to kind of receive that and so I'm, I'm happy to share some points here and then we can talk more in detail offline um your first re, uh, question was about the llc and setting mm-hmm. that all up and just understanding roles and responsibilities um, Without getting super technical, because I'm not legal advice, I always say I know all the all the pitfalls because I've fallen into them. Um, but I don't have you know a legal background by any means. But I do believe that no matter what you do, you have to be operating under some level of either Inc. or LLC or something because there's so many benefits to doing that. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you want to make sure that you are also protecting your intellectual property, which is what you guys have developed. Um, and there's lawyers that specialize in this and there's so many you know aspects to how to really preserve. The rights to an intellectual property uh, piece but especially when you're putting out a training piece if you notice over the years when you've developed things for us um, i always told you you know marissa put your stamp on it make sure that your you know information is on there because this material and full transparency this material is going to get redistributed to probably if we're lucky and we're blessed hundreds and hundreds of franchisees is what we're you know hoping for and so you want your brand your name your information to be very clear um, and that can be definitely under the umbrella of Skin of Color, you know, training materials, but your information and all of those credentials need to be preserved because at some point you're going to want to make, you want you want to have the opportunity to make a decision on whether or not you want to monetize it um, for different reasons. You know, you may take segments of it and offer it for free. You may do a teaser with it, but at some point you're going to have fee fee structures, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, you want to make sure that those, those assets are protected. So definitely something that's going, a document that's going to establish um, the intellectual property between both of you who's contributing what who owns what and at what point is there a release of liability if there's any redistribution of it next you want to make sure you have a good solid working arrangement with your business partner because that's where it starts getting it's always fun and exciting in the beginning and i'm sure you guys are totally on cloud nine and i hate to always be the one and be like do you have your decks in a row you know, (laughs) know, for the next chapter. Um, But I've just been doing this such a long time that I feel the pain for anybody that doesn't have a a little bit of insight on how to avoid these pitfalls Um, because it can get, you know, everything's fun and exciting at first, but when the money starts coming in and there's real lucrative you know opportunities on the table that's when things get a little bit weird and i don't mean weird as in anything malicious i mean weird as in well i don't know who's going to take it you take it no you take it or i'm going to contribute this much and i want to get paid this much for it and you contribute that much and and you end up actually contributing more but not maybe not getting paid what you originally contributed there's lots of little parts and pieces to those types of developments And the most important thing to do is to always remember where you originated, you know, where you started. Is the relationship valuable to you? Most of the time, yes, right? So Mm -hmm. no matter what kind of intricacies, no matter what kind of, you know, ways that, you know, projects fall apart, because they will, or come together, because they will, you have really good, you know, understanding that, you know, the relationship is really what matters here. This is where we, you know, what we were intending to do from the beginning. And we don't know how it's going to, you know, it's a journey at the end of the day. We don't know how it's going to play out. So as long Mm -hmm. as you come back to that kind of conversation, then you have a really good, foot to stand on. When it's not that kind of conversation is when you need to evaluate whether or not it's it's going to be a fit for both of you. And I've had those kinds of partnerships too, when you know disrespect happens or things that you know you just see that there's like a big money hunger or some kind of unethical behavior or whatever. Um, I've had those type of partnerships and I've had to immediately tell myself, this is not going to work out. I am not a happy camper in this kind of space. And I have, you know, dissolved those partnerships for that purpose. So those are the types of um, kind of red flags that you'll, you'll want to look for, but also call it out and say, look, we're heading down a path right now where we're both tense, where, you know, we need to work through some things because ultimately we want to keep things on track, you know, between us. But this project, you know, needs a little clarity and that's it. You just you get super clear, super fast, and you're and then before you know it, you're right back on track. And the last piece that I feel is so important is to really identify your biggest asset, which is your time. The biggest mistake that I see, you know, folks make in this um, area is that you end up putting a lot of energy and a lot of people are going to, I think you had shared a lot of people were approaching you to mm-hmm. to teach and share about these topics. Yeah. So you have to have clarity about what is my time really worth? What do I need to make in order to make this worthwhile? And the first thing you're going to hear, especially as you're submitting to these conferences is that we don't pay speakers or we're not, going to pay for this. This is something that you, or or maybe somebody wants to hit you up for free advice and say, you know, can I, can I, can I pick your brain? I love that one. (laughs) Can I just pick (laughs) your brain? (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And at some point you're like, yes, I definitely will offer some points of information, but you've also spent the last decade preparing that information. And that is something I have to say to all the nurses out there. I actually had this little, um, revelation with my own team because they were you know we have some new folks on the team and they were its a total side note, but it just it's relevant um, giving away free treatments, you know a little bit of zap here, a little bit of zap there and everything and I had to do a little um, reminder kind of um, session and say guys, here's the reality of it. If someone is asking you for free advice and they're not willing to pay you right out the door or free treatments for that matter or anything for free, It is literally like someone saying to you point blank in your face, you're not worth paying. You're not a value to me. I am actually just getting free advice from you to, to use however I want to use or free treatments or whatever it is, but you're not a valued individual to me. And that should be, and it sounds very offensive, right? It sounds incredibly like, oh my gosh, you know, that's so harsh. But that's the reality of it. So Would you ever go sit in, you know, a doctor's office who spent all those years getting those degrees and say, you know what, I want you to run these tests for me, but I don't want you to charge me for it. I just think you need to run them for me. You wouldn't dream Mm -hmm. of doing that, or even more every day. Would you go sit in your, you know, salon specialist, you know, hair person's chair and say, I just want a few highlights and maybe some root touch-ups, but I don't want you to charge me for the highlights. No. Right. That's no. crazy, right? Well,
1: I'm sure we both get hit up all the time for advice. And I just actually started, did I post it yesterday or the day before? I've been thinking about doing this, but people can now do a Zoom consultation with me and it could be anything that they want to talk about. It could be, you know, advice landing their first job for a fee. Yeah. It's a small fee, but it would be That's what you so would pay to go talk to a plastic surgeon on what their advice is. But I get a lot of questions and I want to keep that one hour zoom just for them to bring all their questions. And you can go to my website, nursemarissa.com and you can sign up for it. I can do it on Mondays and Fridays, but I just thought of doing that because it's just, yeah, we should be paid for our time. Absolutely.
0: And that's a hard one for a lot of people to process because you're so wanting to share that good knowledge, that good information. But here's the reality of it. You're not going to be able to really help people that are you know you've said it to me for years with um, with our new hires you're like patty people have to have skin in the game or it's a waste of time to be training them and you know what you're right because the nurses that actually have taken the time to learn and build that actually get in your chair to be trained later on are the ones that stick around and are, are really passionate about doing these, you know, services long-term. They're not just kind of kicking Mm -hmm. tires being like, I'm going to try this aesthetics thing and see how I like it. And so, um, it's yeah, it's night and day. So yeah, I would definitely, you know, encourage you to be thinking about ways and there's so many, um, books and topics there's even groups out there that we belong to with my husband about um because we're in the process of you know i'm i'm in the process of writing a med mastery book um mentor actually and um and so there's going to be speaking opportunities and stuff tied to that and i've done them before it's just um you know you want to set some level of price point because again it it will overwhelm you after a while if you don't have that and you don't have those fundamentals of um knowing what your time costs and right it can be it can be a little bit crazy making after a while
1: yeah and what i'm finding is a lot of the conferences that we can submit to to speak they don't pay speakers i mean maybe i'm not looking at the right conferences or asking the right questions but As far as I know, they don't, but I know that it's going to help us gain an audience. If it's a marketing
0: effort though, and you've got a curriculum that you're selling because you're speaking, then it's, then you chalk it up to a marketing effort, but you're not just coming into, like, if you literally have you know, the platform's ready to go, or you have a downloadable white paper, which I'm always a huge fan of because that's going to help you gather email addresses. You know, you definitely have to have a funnel page um, explaining what people are signing up for and help them, you know, get the benefits and see all the bullet points and all that. If you're not familiar with funnel pages, definitely look that up because it is a very specific marketing formula. And so if you're going to use those platforms, those conference platforms, to market your knowledge for the purpose of actually getting email addresses and people, people's interest uh, registrations. So you can then have um, audience to market your training materials to. Then at that point, you you chalk it up as a marketing expense, but still put a dollar figure to it and still pay yourself to do it just like you'd pay anyone else to do marketing for you. So, right. and you may not pay yourself in dollars because that's taxable, but you would definitely pay yourself as time value. So you would want to keep record of what that investment costs you so that then you can then go back and actually you know, monetize it later when you say, okay, my training materials... Are making me x amount of dollars let me go back to my bookkeeping of the time it took me to get to the point where we're monetizing this oh i just spent a hundred hours on this see it's very easy to forget that you just get really deep into it and then you're like i need to go back and pay myself for those hundred hours you know and then you you write you literally write yourself a check for be like good job marissa here's a check for all your hard work and it's so satisfying <laughs> But that's really how, and you have to remember in this process, we're all, we all have imposter syndrome. I've been literally, you know, figuring it out along the way for 12 years. None of this med spa <laughs> stuff, by the way, is like, it's all new. No one can say they're like a subject expert by any means, because it hasn't been around for 20, 30, 50 years, maybe 20 on very light level when doctors were like injecting Botox 20 years ago.
1: But this med Well, there's spa, always something to learn. It's always yeah. something to learn. The baby yeah. baby's brand
0: new and has only been around for maybe a couple decades at the most. So there is no how-to manual. Everyone, you go to any of these conferences, everyone is trying to figure out the standard, the bar, the the way we do things, you know? And so there's that's a good thing and a bad thing. The bad thing is, is that you don't really have a lot of things to glean knowledge from. But the good thing is, is that you're not an imposter you're literally figuring it out with everyone else. Right. Which is so refreshing. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, don't let, you know, any of those things hold you back. You haven't let any of those things hold you back. You've really taken so much initiative and you're doing, you know, so great. I just so applaud you because this is the dream guys for me. Anyways, this is a reward when I see nurses actually take that level of opportunity and just run with it and do you know, the things that are so available. Um, it's just so amazing to watch because you're just like, yes, girl.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I owe it all to you for giving me that first job and giving me an opportunity. But I also, I just, I have a fire under my ass. You did the work. say that and been doing the work. And another thing too, I mean, for those that are listening, networking is everything Yeah, when it comes to, Having resources and yeah, we're all trying to figure it out on our own. But don't be intimidated to go up to someone at a conference or maybe send them a DM and ask them maybe their insight on something. Because or even just becoming friendly or be getting a pod going in your current in your city of other injectors or other aesthetic nurses because we're stronger together. Community over competition. We can all, there's plenty of patients to go around, but the more that you network and the more connections you make, the m- more successful you're going to be. Cause if you're all alone doing this by yourself and you don't really have anyone to kind of lean on for advice or even just to, I don't know. I mean, just, I think a lot of the opportunities that have come my way have been because I've become friends with mm-hmm. such and such, or we've connected, you know, we get along really well. Um, just like Jacqueline and I, we only met in January, but we've become really close and we work really well together. We have a lot of the same ideas and a lot of the same um, you know, passion and ideas in mind. So networking is everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, and and like I shared earlier, you know, you just don't know until you get out there and really just explore it and Understand, you know what the landscape holds, and and the biggest takeaway I feel like with um with not knowing is and and feeling like this imposter piece or whatnot is that you know it the doctors are going to be you know always that top of the totem pole. Um, but they want you to know this stuff. They don't want to have to do all the heavy lifting. So take that initiative, ask those questions and be clear with also your employers and say, look, I, my goal is to have, you know, these types of career, you know wins. You know, I would love to do that under this umbrella. What kind of extra initiatives can I do? to make that happen. You know, those conversations with management, with your your employers, with all of those folks, you know, set the bar high because that's going to actually motivate a lot. If, they, if they're not motivated by that initiative, then maybe you're not at the right place. But if they are, mm-hmm. then let them help you. And it, it will make all the difference to have that community around you. And that's another way of networking. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I'm so excited for, to see what happens next, what you do next.
1: Yeah, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot of ideas and I'm excited for 2023. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good your, things coming. Um,
0: skin of color is on a website or a just Instagram for now or both.
1: So for right now, it's at skin of Color Aesthetics with an A. And we also have a website, aesthetics.net.
0: Great. Perfect. And that's where you guys will be releasing your curriculum and all these different assets, right? Yeah. For right
1: now on our Instagram, we're just posting little tidbits, some tips and pearls here and there on how to treat darker skin. And on our website, I haven't updated it, but I put on there different uh, case studies that are free to read about darker skin. And then we're going to have hopefully our training module that you can log in and watch different videos. Perfect.
0: Awesome. Well, we're going to wrap on that guys. Thank you for joining us. We're also super excited to hear about your stories. Do please reach out via our DMS or even our websites. Um, and then we will, you can find me at looselounge.com and yeah, definitely looking forward to learning more about like what you guys are up to in the field as well. Take
1: care. Bye everyone.